Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, sometimes knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 45. Welcome, or welcome back, depending on whether you are a loyal listener. I am coming to you from, I want to say, the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, but who knows? We could be at the beginning. I'm pretty sure we're not at the end, but uh, for those people who listen in the future, it's the end of March 2020, and so much of the country is under shelter at home orders. We have been for, I don't even know how long now, um, <laughs> seems like years. It's probably been two weeks. I'm not sure. I think the last podcast, I was going to pick up my kids from San Diego um, to bring them home to finish their finals and have spring break and, and all that with for what we thought would be about a three-week break. Well, since then, we have gone back to San Diego to completely move my son out of on-campus housing at UC San Diego. Um, they both finished their finals. <laughs> my daughter finished her she graduated from college. She just walked downstairs one day and said, I'm done with college. <laughs> a little, a little anticlimactic. And, um, and sadly, she, she had a job lined up. Um, and uh, let's just say it didn't work out. It's an events company. Nobody's doing events. So so that's been um, a little, a little bit of a bummer. Um, so uh Tomorrow will be our the beginning of the the learning online learning for both my boys, one in high school, one in college, and um, for my daughter, I'm not really sure. She's uh, you know going to write the great American novel probably. <laughs> she kind of just you know figure out what she's going to do. But yeah, so many, so so many disappointments. Right? Yesterday was also um, her birthday, her 22nd birthday, and man, it was hard to order stuff because. Have you encountered this? So many things that you want to order from Amazon will now not be here for a month. We were able to cobble it together, and I think she had a good birthday. Um, there was a lot of um, homemade food. It reminded me of, um, I mean, she got plenty of material things for her birthday. Don't get me wrong, but we have this uh, book. It's uh, called The Little House Christmas, and it's an excerpt out of one of the Little House books that's just like a Christmas story. We read it every year. It's like our little tradition at Christmas time. And um, there's a part of it where uh, they talk about the fact that, you know, because they're, they're poor, that Christmas was really about the turkey and, and the food. It was more about the food than the presents. And that's what I told her. You're having a little house birthday. It's more about the food. So there was homemade pancakes and homemade pizza and, you know, homemade cake. And we made homemade strawberry daiquiris. And, you know, so it was a lot of uh, celebrating with food. Um, but anyways, you know, we're just, I'm, I'm glad, so glad that everybody, all my kids are just home and in the house where I, where I can control them, where I know what's happening. Um, my husband is officially working from home. So there's five of us, five adults in this house. It is not a little house, but it is, um, not everybody has their own bedroom. It's a three bedroom house. So, um, it's been, it's, it's been interesting how we've uh, spread out and claimed our workspaces. Um, but, uh, but so far, so far, so good. So um, I last time, I forgot to talk about my tea. I put a link in the show notes just because I was drinking the tea. And that was um, Harney and Sons. 
Dragon Jasmine Pearl. Actually, I said that wrong. Dragon Pearl Jasmine. I love this tea. It's green tea. It's got that jasmine flavor, which I love so much. And the, the tea leaves are rolled into little balls. And then they unfurl in, in, um, when you steep them. And it's just it's a very nice um, kind of uh, mild taste. And I have the, um, the little, they call them tea sachets. But it's still, you know, like loose leaf tea. So it's, it's not any inferior quality. And so then I just probably, uh, after I steep it once, I just set it in the, a little dish and I probably will get like three cups of tea out of it. I'll re-steep it a couple more times. So that's been great. So I was drinking that last time. I felt compelled to talk about it. But I also wanted to talk about my friend Pam, who taught us how to make the perfect cup of English tea on some episode that I should know the number of, but I don't, um, you know, probably four episodes back. Um, she went to uh, England in January before all this stuff happened and brought me back some tea. Um, first of all, she brought me the um, from Fortnum and Mason, the Royal Blend, which is just my just one of my all time favorite teas. And it's interesting because uh, my daughter brought me some from this. I know about it from London when she was doing her semester abroad and did a little tour. And um, then I reordered it on Amazon. And I, when I, I don't know, it's interesting. The stuff that I ordered from Amazon, even though it looks all authentic, I just thought, oh, this isn't as good as I remembered. And then when um, Pam got me the, you know, the stuff from England again, I was like, oh no, this is really good. So I kind of wonder if the stuff I'm getting from Amazon, um, I don't know if it's old or if it's really a knockoff or what, but it's the stuff in England. It's the good stuff. So definitely try that if you can get your hands on it. But while she was there, she also brought me the um, Yorkshire Tea Malty Biscuit Brew, which she talked about on that episode, which I disparaged on that episode, um, which it basically tastes, well, it says right here, tastes like tea and biscuits. So there is a flavor. It's black Yorkshire tea, which is a great brand of tea. It's a very nice black tea, but it kind of tastes like there's a cookie in it. And I thought it would be gross, but it's totally not. It is so fun to have in the afternoon. Um, I don't always put milk in my tea, um, but I feel like that's one that, that is better with a little bit of milk in it. And so that's kind of a fun afternoon tea. So anyways, that's called Yorkshire Tea Multi Biscuit Brew. And you can get that one on Amazon too, because I looked it up, but she, my, mine's official, official from England. So let me take a sip. So here as I'm recording, um, the whole family's here. I'm in the closet. It's on a Sunday. And um, I just asked one son to stop playing basketball because I was pretty sure you that was going to come through. But there may be some extra background noise, including the fact that I'm sitting on kind of a squeaky chair today. Um, but so anyway, so it is the coronavirus situation. Um, everything feels weird, but we're doing our part by by sheltering in place. Um, trips to the grocery store. What an adventure. We finally yesterday, I finally got my hands on some disinfectant spray and wipes. Up to this point, we've had none of that because you just couldn't get your hands on it. So I feel better knowing that we have some of that. And, um, you know, we're just going to take it day by day and we're all going to get through this and, um, and we're going to become better people on the other side of it. I truly believe that. 
Thanks so much to Fat Quarter Shop for sponsoring the podcast. Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop show for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, and even cross-stitch supplies. You know, they've got a bunch of upcoming sew-alongs. Um, and if you want to find out what those are, you should definitely be checking in with the Jolly Jabber, which is the blog for the Fat Quarter Shop. And one that's coming up is called Charming the Charming Baby Sew-Along. And it starts on April 8th. And it's um, kind of following along with a book called Charming Baby Quilt, uh, Charming Baby Quilts book by Melissa Corey. And there are so many adorable quilts in this book, and they um, are built on charm packs. So in addition to the Bloomtopia quilt along that's going along now, um, there's this one for charm packs. And if you are like most quilters, you've got a few of those <laughs> in your stash. So definitely check that out. I will put a link in the show notes. Speaking of charm pack quilts, I finally um, posted my day on the Patchwork Gifts blog tour where I showed the, the quilt that I did with a little ruby charm quilt. Uh, charm pack and uh, made a baby quilt from that book and um, I really had a good time quilting that I, I got a little crazy for me I did a little paisley in the middle and then did some straight line quilting but that was going to take forever because the way my walking foot is, is um, if I just use the edge of the walking foot as a guide to do straight line quilting they're going to those lines are going to be a quarter inch apart and that was going to take forever to do in a border so I I think I did three and I left some space and did another three and did a little ribbon candy slash crazy eights whatever sloppy ribbon candy um, motif in there and uh, yeah it gave the quilts a lot of texture I was really happy about that I'll put a link in the show notes I've already posted my, my blog post on that but I think that right now um it's good to kind of use what you have. Although, I mean, on the other hand, it's good to be supporting our local quilt shops and keeping these places in business so that they will be there on the other side of this pandemic. But if you are thinking about using what you have, um, you know, there's uh, some cute charm pack quilts. Um, I actually have a book here called Love Jelly Roll Quilts um, that C&T sent me. And there are some super cute um, quilts in this. Now, I actually have a jelly roll that I want to use um, called from a company called Quiltful, which you can get on Amazon. I will, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's really cute. And I was actually thinking about for that, doing a scrappy trip around the world and Woodbury Way, I'll put a link in the show notes again. So you don't, don't worry about writing anything down, um, has a tutorial that actually references Bonnie Hunter's tutorial. <laughs> Have I lost you yet? Bonnie Hunter did a great scrappy trip around the world, has a kind of this tube method for doing the strips. And um, so Woodbury Way took that idea, tweaked it a little bit. And one thing she did is um, you use a jelly roll, but you put, you'd use a, a jelly roll of a print and a jelly roll of a background. And that calms the whole thing down a, a lot, which is way more to my taste. Um, and so I just actually don't have obviously a jelly roll and I don't even have enough white fabric. So, um, I'm kind of waiting to get some white fabric to do that, but that's my plan for that jelly roll. And it is a super cute, um, quilt. So that's one idea you can do with jelly rolls, but here's another one from, um, this called love jelly roll quilts. Um, it's by a, a number of different designers and you know, there's your definitely your more typical jelly roll quilts that have just a lot of long straight lines. One's called like a granny square where you just kind of work your way around in squares. Perfectly cute. But as you keep going through this book, there is one, um, 
technique where she does this, these spinning stars and there's actually three quilts that um, are made with two and a half inch strips that make these little spinning stars so it doesn't necessarily look like you started with a jelly roll if you know what I mean um, so those are super cute but my favorite one yeah oh my gosh yeah there's some really cute ones in here um, is called woven rainbow quilt by Carolyn Forrester and it um, uses the jelly rolls to look like they're like it's large like loosely woven fabric so the jelly rolls you know um, and the background fabric um, how do I want to say that it looks like they're woven that's what it looks like <laughs> and it's and it's very cute so if you've got I mean I feel like it's so tempting to buy a jelly roll when um, when a new fabric line comes out and you're a little nervous about um, buying a ton of yardage, you know, like a, a fat quarter bundle or just or yardage of, you know, particular prints, it's so tempting to buy a charm pack or a jelly roll, but it's sometimes hard to, to figure out what to do with them, especially with one. My very first quilt was um, I bought one charm pack of French General. Um, I can't remember what the what the line was it was like maybe almost 10 years ago now but it was kind of as red and off-white and cream and um, very French general I bought one just because I love the fabric so much and that's when I had the idea when I I had not made a quilt yet and then I thought oh if I buy more of these then I can just make up you know a simple patchwork quilt it is the favorite quilt in our family but it took eight charm packs so it's nice like for this baby quilt that I uh, made from patchwork gifts just took one charm pack I think some of these um, quilts from the, the jelly roll quilts take one jelly roll the uh, scrappy tripped uh, around the world one from Woodbury way is you know just background fabric and one jelly roll um, to, to make a whole quilt a throw size quilt so so that's really nice um, the other book I want to talk about is called patchwork and quilting basics so if during this sort of lockdown time <laughs> If you um, know some people who were starting to show an interest in sewing, or if you want to, you know, really um, educate yourself, there's this new book by Joe Avery, A Handbook for Beginners, 12 Projects to Get You Started. And it's really, um, it's a great resource book. It, it, it really walks you through things. But it starts with probably, actually, I could look at it. It's a crib quilt that looks like it's probably starting with a jelly roll, to be honest with you. Let me see what it says. Um, no, they're three inch strips actually um, and a lot of things with squares and nine patches and it moves on to half square triangles to some um, flying geese to foundation paper piecing curved piecing applique you know so it just it, there's a pattern for sort of any type of skill that you're thinking oh, you know I've always really wanted to master applique or I've, I've never really gotten good at foundation paper piecing um, this seems like a really good book. So it's called Patchwork and Quilting Basics by Joe Avery. And there's even, you know, um, a quilt that's a little bit on my bucket list um, called, what's it called? A Tree of Life. And it's a red and white quilt. Another thing that's, you know, I love those two color quilts. It's called Tree of Paradise Quilt. And what's kind of nice is I've noticed that all the blocks in this book are really large. So I think that they come, these quilts come together really quickly. So that's, that's really nice. So yeah, that's just under the um, idea of let's use what we have. How is your sojo during this uh, pandemic? Mine is non-existent. I have been binding a quilt it's taken me forever uh, because I've just felt really distracted and kind of had a hard time just sitting still. But I decided today as I was reading the news and on social media and kind of felt myself honestly sort of spiraling into despair. I just went, I just put, put the phone down, went and got a big glass of water, 
went for a walk and just decided I just need to stay off the computer today off the phone and I think we're going to go for a, a family drive um, this afternoon I don't know we do we do live near beaches and I don't know if we if everything's closed or if we could just sort of walk along maintaining a social distance um, you know just we just need to be outside with some sunshine blowing on us luckily the weather has gotten better from when this started so um, kind of cleaned up all the patio furniture in the backyard and made that a nice a nice place to be but um so yeah I'm just kind of slowly binding this quilt I know a million people are making masks and I'm gonna be honest with you I'm not um, that may change. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by the number of patterns. And I know in my head, I'm saying, just pick one and do it. And I did find a little bit of elastic that so, and I think that this would be a nice opportunity to teach my daughter to sew. She's done some sewing, so she kind of knows what she's doing. But I even took my second sewing machine out and thought, okay, Chloe and I are going to make some masks. It hasn't happened yet. However, my next door neighbor, who I adore, she's, um, she and her husband are in their 70s. They're being very careful. Um, I can see that she's got her sewing machine through the window. I can see that she's got her sewing machine on her dining room table, and she's making masks. And so I texted her this morning and said, because um, I don't think that she, I, I actually, she has a sewing machine. I don't really know what her sewing situation is, but let's just say that I suspect she has less fabric than me. <laughs> <laughs> so I texted her and said, do you need more fabric? And she said, yes. So I went through um, my stash. And it's funny because, you know, I don't know, a, a year ago, I gave away, I don't know, like, let's say three trash bags of fabric, but to, to guilds and stuff. So, it, you know, in, in to good, it'll go to good use, but I don't have as much um, stuff that I, you know, don't like. So I gave away some stuff that I actually like. That's, I guess, part of my sacrifice here. So I gave her a whole Ziploc bag, large Ziploc bag full of fabric on her porch. I don't know if she will just take it and just not touch it and dump it right in the wash. I'm not sure what the protocol is on that. But um, so that is my contribution to mask making. But I may I may start making masks. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know why I'm feeling a little averse to uh, averse to making them, but um, I I don't know. That's, I guess we all just need to process this the way that, uh, that makes sense to us. So, um, what else is going on? The handpiece quilt along is going along. And I think this is a really good time for handwork. Um, I, somebody said in a comment somewhere that handwork seemed so much more calming to the mind than, than zipping things through a sewing machine. It's just, you know, kind of just slowing things down. People are making lovely blocks. I just, I am never, I never get tired of, or I never cease to be amazed by all the, the beautiful fabric combinations that people come up with. So that's been, that's been really fun where you are, um, releasing the, the tips for the third block, um, on Monday tomorrow. And I finally was able to, uh, finish up some, some videos. I've, I've done some videos to go along with this, some hand piecing videos, and I had really struggled with technology. Just things kept going wrong. And I had two that I still wanted to do. So was gosh was it just last week maybe it was last oh gosh time is so weird right now um it goes it's fast and slow at the same time but when my husband and two older kids went to uh, San Diego to go move um my son out I said okay I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna knock these videos out so I was able to do that so that's another sort of sewing related thing thing that I've been doing honestly I've been a little jealous of all the people who are getting a ton of sewing done right now. I'm still working pretty much full time. So between the, the, the working and then just having more people home and the cooking and cleaning, just less sewing going on. But I'm hoping that will kind of change soon.
Um, in terms of uh, knitting and crochet, not going, no knitting going on, but my daughter has been crocheting up a storm <laughs> and making me all the little dishcloths um, that her heart desires. So that has been really, really nice. And I'm hoping to actually to get her on some of that today because I really think that in times of stress like this, the handwork, so knitting, hand sewing, binding a quilt, crochet, whatever, um, just it's really good to slow down the brain. Let's move on to movies. You know, since um, all the kids have been home, we have been gathering to, to watch movies, which is not something we do a lot of, but my daughter is the arts and entertainment editor for her school paper, or was, and so she um, often gets to see movies early. And so she has seen a lot of things. So we actually watched some things she's already seen, but uh, I've got some recommendations. The first one is Knives Out which um, was a movie that was out recently. Um, you know, it's funny that I think they're releasing some things that should be in theaters uh, to stream these days. Um, I, I, this one was probably out of theaters. I don't know, but it's a murder mystery. Um, you know, I love, I, I love mysteries. This isn't particularly a cozy mystery, but I really enjoyed it. There's lots of great twists and turns in it. Um, it's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it and Daniel Craig and... Um, Oh, gosh, the guy from Miami Vice, Don Johnson. So anyways, it's really good. So Knives Out, highly recommend. Um, I think we got all of these on just uh, Amazon Prime. Mostly had to pay the whatever, $5.99 for them, just uh, full disclosure. And then um, the other one we saw was Parasite, which won Best Picture this year, right? So if this is a Korean film, it has subtitles. Um, and it was weird. <laughs> it was a really good movie. Um it's a very strange story. You know how you kind of feel like every story has sort of been told? Well, and I'm not saying this, I, I kind of don't think the story has been told. <laughs> it was, it was super weird. It takes, again, it takes a lot of weird twists and turns. Um, and I have to be honest with you, I had no desire to watch it because um, it does, you know, it gets a little um, scary a bit. And I'm not, I don't really like those, those kinds of movies, but, um, you know, it was family movie night and, uh, Chloe insisted that it was a great movie and I do not regret watching it. It was a really good movie. So, um, as you might expect, since it won best picture and don't be put off by the subtitles. So that's Parasite. And then last night, um, for my daughter's birthday, she got to pick again and picked another movie that I had no desire to see, <laughs> but turned out to really like, and it was called Jojo Rabbit. Um, and it has uh, Scarlett Johansson. It takes place during um, Nazi Germany in Germany during the Second World War. And the little uh, the main character is a ten year old boy who is a member of the Nazi Youth, which you know you basically had to be then. And he has an imaginary friend. Um, and this is no spoiler because it's in all the trailers. Who is Hitler? <laughs> And it is actually amazingly funny. Um, the guy that wrote it is plays Hitler. He's actually Jewish. Um, and so he has got just this very interesting take on this. Um, but it was, um, it was funny. Um, it was heartbreaking. It was all those things. So like, I remember she showed us the trailer a few days ago and I was like, yeah, I think I'll pass. But you know what? Again, actually really liked it. So those are the three movies. Um, I think I mentioned last time for TV shows that I had gotten Acorn TV, which now is giving it away free for 30 days, um, but that's okay. 
And I'm not doing as much sewing, which, which is when I would watch the things that I do for Acorn. But I have started watching Doc Martin, which is a show that I fell in love with years ago. Um, and I think was able to watch the first six seasons. And then they just stopped dropping them onto, I don't know if it was Netflix or Prime. Um, but there are actually nine seasons. So I'm, I rewatched the last couple episodes of episode six. And I'm excited to get going on the, the next three seasons. That feels like, like you know, like a gluttony of, of riches there an embarrassment of riches that's the saying um also on prime i started watching it agatha raisin which got some rave reviews from you people out there so thank you for that and i did rewatch still life which is the louise penny um the one louise penny book that was made into a movie and i was very disappointed by it the first time i watched it i actually liked it a little bit better the second time maybe because i kind of knew not to expect the whole richness that's that's in the books um, so that was actually really fun. And then I found out that CBS All Access is giving away a free month um, right now. So I was able to, we're watching Picard. You know, I'm a huge Star Trek <laughs> Next Generation fan. So we're maybe the three episodes into Picard. Totally, totally loving it. Um, and I know a lot of people, I was talking to my brother about this. So on CBS, there's Discovery, which is a, you know, um, an offshoot of Star Trek and Picard. And people are saying that even though they are in the Star Trek universe and a lot of, you know, similar characters, um, they don't feel like Star Trek. And I think I figured out why. And that's because if you were like a Star Trek Next Gen fan, every episode was its own thing. It had its own story arc. And yes, there were certain things that, you know, carried through the series, but every episode was a one and done. And that is not how these are. These are more like normal a normal season of a TV show where it the, the story arc continues for all the episodes. And I think that's why it feels different. So, um, but completely loving that. And it just occurred to me last night, and I need to double check, but Madam Secretary is on CBS. And I loved that show. I, I was actually thinking about as a comfort watch to go back and rewatch all of those. But I think that I might have access to the current season on CBS All Access. If any of you know that for sure, leave me a comment or email me and let me know. I'll, I might have figured it out by then, but I'm very excited about that. So um, yeah, thanks to people like Acorn and CBS for, for giving us something a little bit free. Um, but if I can watch Madam Secretary, I will happily uh, hand over my $5. <laughs> so that's kind of what's going on um, with, with TV shows. So let me see if I can find my notes here about what's happening with books. Um, I've been trying to read more as I realized that reading the news and just being on social media is just frankly giving me some anxiety. Are you are you that way? I don't know. It, it contributes to the um, the fractured and uh, d distracted feeling in, in my head, especially seeing all these people who are sewing when I'm not and making masks when I'm not and frankly making crazy meals with homemade bread and I'm not, you know, that kind of a thing. So um, I think when things get like that, then reading and listening to books is, is the way to go. Um, so I've started to reread The Shell Seeker. So for the handpiece quilt along, there are, um, every block is named after a fictional character. And so we've been posting about the book behind the block. The first one was a single thread. Uh, the, the name of the block is Evelyn. Um, so that's Evelyn Dixon from A Single Thread by Marie Bostwick, who, by the way, is reading on her Facebook page um, every day. She's reading a, a single thread. I, I haven't actually had a chance to tune in. I hear it's lovely. So I don't know if it's just a chapter a day, but she's going to do the whole book. Um, 
So that's fun. The second block was called Jane. That's Jane Eyre. And I feel like a lot of people are rereading that now. And then the block um, Louisa that comes out tomorrow is the whole trilogy of Me Before You, uh, Me After You, and Still Me. Those are the three books from Jojo Moyes in that series. But we've got some upcoming ones that I'm looking forward to. And um, so I'm reading The Shell Seekers, which is by Rosamund Pilcher. We've named um, a block called Penelope after her. And uh, so that's been fun. That is a book that I just, I haven't read in 15 years. So I'm just, it feels so, I, I love her book so much. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Her books are about houses. The houses are almost like characters in that book. And I find that just fascinating. Um, I also, on my Kindle one night, um, looking for something to read before I went to sleep. And um, I found, I think it's called The Giving Quilt. It's a Jennifer Cheverini, Elm Creek Quilters book. And it's one where the um, they open up Elm Creek Manor, which is um, a place that holds quilt retreats. They do a thing called Quilts Giving. <laughs> and it's, it's the week after Thanksgiving where people come and make um, quilts for charity. And, um, and that has been really fun to read. Um, it's just, uh, it's, you know, it's an easy read and it's just, it's really fun to be back in the, in the company of those characters. If you've read the Elm Creek quilt, um, books, you'll, you'll know that it's just kind of fun to, to get back to Sylvia and Sarah. Um, also, um, Frances Dowell has been reading again, you know, she's the off-kilter quilt. She did the uh, quilt fiction podcast. So the second season here of the quilt fiction podcast is she is reading a book called Aunt Jane of Kentucky. And, um, she is such a lovely reader. It's, it's a book that's in the public domain and it is delightful. Um, at this recording, there's been two episodes posted. So she's doing something kind of interesting. She is doing it, um, a little bit less formally than the, um, friendship album podcast that she was doing before she's doing it on youtube so you can actually watch her read which i always really like to put the 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 face to the voice um so she's perfectly lovely and has just this great backdrop that she's reading and she's she's such a great reader and she's got that nice little southern twang it's it's wonderful so you can actually watch that on youtube or you can just listen to it um on the quilt fiction podcast just like a normal audio podcast so you can go either way but it's like uh this kind of wonderful public service. I'm like, oh, Francis, I would listen to you read the phone book. So I'm just happy she's reading something more interesting <laughs> than the phone book. So that's kind of what's going on book-wise for me. Um, still just kind of looking for another audiobook to listen to. Um, thank you. Last time, people definitely, I think I mentioned I was looking for some for s- some recommendations and people came through for me. So I definitely appreciate that. Let's wrap this up with a little bit of homemaking inspiration. We're all in our houses all the time now, right? Is this driving you crazy? (laughs) This is where you really learn that you need to pick up after yourself because, you know, if you're anything like us, you know, with more people in the house, things get dirty and cluttered so much quicker. So my number one piece of advice here is that if you've got more people in your home than you are used to having, get them helping you with the housework. This is my number one piece of advice. So I definitely, um, um, like Friday, Friday now is it's house cleaning day and everybody's got a job. This person sweeps and dusts, this person vacuums, this person does the kitchen and we can really, it's, it's, and I'll do the bathrooms. It's a wonderful thing. And in 30 minutes we can have this house completely reset and sparkling, which is very nice. So definitely enlist some help. Um, 
but also it's it's here where your routines really really play a huge part of just keeping it up keeping things picked up and swept and wiped down and trying to stay on top of the laundry so i don't have a lot of advice other than if you've not really um created a good morning routine evening routine where you put that load of laundry in in the morning and maybe move it over at lunch and um, spend 15 minutes doing a little wipe down this is the time to do it as a matter of fact I've been thinking about that that I would really like to use this this pandemic time this time where we're home and everything is weird and it's so easy to go off the rails and eat too much sugar and eat too many carbs and and stop going for a walk and you know just kind of let all those good habits go this is a time where I feel like I'm gonna just you know make this list and just really um, double down on good habits double down on drinking water and getting my vitamins in and making sure I'm exercising and being outside every single day um, and, and get back on the homemaking routines. I'd stopped kind of watching the Diane and Denmark videos just because I got busy. So one afternoon while I was binding the quilt, I totally binge watched. And that is that channel is so inspiring. I just love, you know, I love Diane and Denmark, but it just made me feel like, you know what? Keeping your house clean is kind of fun. I mean, she just, she makes it seem fun. And so, I, I mean, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it's very inspiring. So I'll post another video in the show notes, but definitely just... Um, this is the time to, to not get too overzealous because we've got a lot going on, but just, you know, those, you know, like in the book, Atomic Habits, where they just talk about if you can just get these small habits in place where you end up in eight weeks is in a whole different place than if you just weren't even doing these, these small things. So maybe set a goal and go, okay, what do I want to come out on the other side? Do I want to, um, you know, maybe for instance, uh, because we're doing so much more maybe more cooking right now um maybe set a goal to really get your kitchen deep cleaned 15 minutes a day some most days of the week like i know i'm thinking my whole area with my my lazy susan that's got tea and baking supplies and stuff it's getting a little bit out of control right now and in 15 minutes i could take it all out wipe it down and put it back in and i would feel so much better so i want to kind of set goals like that and the kitchen is a place where we're spending a lot of time so just you know 15 minutes a day to get that really set to rights i think is going to feel feel so good well, I think that's going to be it for this week. There's no new reviews, um, but if you would like to leave a review, I love it when you guys leave reviews and ratings on iTunes or however, wherever you listen. Um, I'd like to thank my son, Jonah, for the new music. He wrote the old bumper music as well, but it's nice to have some new music now that, that he's home. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day, or on Instagram at Kristen Esser. Please consider joining the Simple Handmade Every Day Facebook group so that we can keep this conversation going. Stay home and stay safe. <laughs>